This is the Magic and Medicine Podcast, and I am your host, Sarah Rain. I am a healing artist and a witch based in Portland, Oregon, and I work with Reiki, tarot, sound, and intuition to offer support, guidance, and empowerment to you, my clients, and community. In this podcast, I weave personal stories, energetic insights, and the wisdom that I've learned along my path to explore the realms of magic and medicine. I hope there is some good medicine for you here, and thank you for joining me where the magic happens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Magic and Medicine. I am, as always, so delighted to be here with you today. I have missed you all. I have missed <laughs> this space. Um, if you're a regular listener of the show, you may have noticed that we've been on a little break uh, since June due to life things and also due to the fact that I took a vacation, a trip to New York um, to see friends and family and it was so needed and so good and so nourishing and also like wild and exhausting and like stimulating and overwhelming and all of the things um but it was amazing and so I'm recording this today on the very last day of cancer season and you know everything I'm talking about today is going to be very very cancerian but also just very universal I'm gonna be talking a lot about love um this is meant to be you know, kind of an evergreen episode, one that someone could listen to anytime. So I will, you know, touch in a little bit about the astrology, but I'll be talking a bit more about the kind of broad strokes energetics of the topic today. Um, and also, you know, even when we're not in <laughs> a particular sign, when the sun, you know, isn't in a particular sign, we always are feeling some kind of effects or reverberations of that sign because we all, you know, in our astrological charts, we each have a house that is ruled by cancer. We may or may not have planets there, um, but the energy of cancer rules some part of our lives. So just that little disclaimer that, you know, even if you're listening to this in the future or more likely you'll be listening to this in Leo season, um, just know that everything is still super relevant. So let me tell you what today is going to be. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to touch in just a little bit more about my like life updates, what's been happening, what cancer season was like for me. Um, then I'm going to tell you about some structural changes that are coming to the podcast, some updates, tell you about some other updates, um, new products, new classes, new things like that, that I have launching right now. And I will talk a little bit about the astrology of this current moment. We'll take a break for the sponsors and then we'll dive into the topic of discussion today. And I'm tentatively, let's see if I stick to it, but <laughs> tentatively calling this episode today uh, Radical Love. It's really, it's really kind of just dipping toes into that topic, but it's really what's been percolating in my mind and in my sphere <laughs> lately so I just felt really really called to talk about this today and to share it with you um, and so after we get into our discussion which we'll be talking about past selves and chosen family and other kinds of radical love um, and also a card to meditate on for for that topic and then I'll close out today 
by reading a little poem that I wrote when I was visiting Brooklyn, sitting in my old former garden that my dear friend Kristen now tends and cares for, along with some other beautiful people who live there. Um, So it's a little bit of nostalgia to close out today. Okay, so (laughs) I first just want to say, because I feel like I've been um, saying this to a lot of people lately, especially who aren't like you know, ultra tapped into astrology all the time or who just may not even know that much about astrology. But for me and for everyone I know, this past cancer season was really intense. Um, There were times when I was crying like every day, like I (laughs) called it to some one of my friends, like been crying buckets of tears um, or like I am a bucket of tears. definitely felt true at some point so if you have had like a little bit of a rough go these past few weeks um since mid to late June just know that you're not alone just know that like everyone I know has been crying a lot and that's okay um it's okay to you know let your feelings through in that way it's okay to like let yourself be cleansed by tears to be releasing you know that which is ready to come out of your body Um, and just that you're not alone that we all you know have the capacity to be emotional to be sensitive to be crying to be cryy Um, and there's nothing wrong with it so normalize crying hashtag normalize crying and of course we don't you know we don't necessarily want to be crying all the time but again if you are you know that's that's fine with me Um, And if it's not fine with you, (laughs) then there are many, you know, uh, practices that you can work with to kind of like mindfully come back into your body and calm yourself and things like that. And we'll talk a little bit about that when we talk about inner child stuff later today. But that's my main disclaimer. Um, My other PSA is, you know, I had I saw so many friends and family and it was just like during my two-week trip to New York, and it was just, like, the most nourishing, heart-filling, like, (laughs) wonderful, fantastic time, and yeah, I cried for different reasons, but, like, I didn't cry (laughs) because I saw my friends. I was really happy about that, Um, but, like, it just felt so gushy and mushy and warm and wonderful, and I got to hug people and just, like, you know, see their faces and just be there in person with them. And, you know, of course, we're all vaccinated. So it was safe interactions. Um, And it was just wonderful. And I really think that like, I don't know, I'm going to try to make a habit of kind of taking a vacation or taking a break um, every cancer season, because I think that like, it's hard, it can be hard to like focus on work and focus on things of the like, material, structural, practical world when (laughs) emotions are so high and when you're feeling so sensitive Um, but it is the best time for like family reunions seeing friends and family things like that so I'm gonna try to make a habit of taking a vacation every you know June or July during cancer season so that I can kind of like refill my cup and feel really good about that so maybe you did something similar or maybe you've been kind of powering through your own cancer season and trying to work and struggling so maybe next year just think about it and think about like how you can 
be a little bit more easeful on yourself. Even if it's not taking a full vacation, maybe you just like lighten your workload a little bit or do something to just like give yourself a lot of spaciousness um, in which to feel your feelings, which again are all super valid. So those are my PSAs. <laughs> Hashtag normalize crying. Hashtag vacay during cancer season. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that I, you know, a few of you, I think you know who you are. A few of you like went out of your way when you saw me um, this trip to tell me that you that you love this podcast. And I just want to tell you that it really like <laughs> it, you know, I could like cry right now, like really, really like filled my heart so much and I don't think you have like I'm not sure if you know like how significant it is for me to hear that you know IRL or even you know by email um but it it just makes me so happy because with this it's kind of like I'm you know I'm I'm literally right now like you know speaking into the void and I'm just like trusting that it is getting out there to the people who need to hear it and trusting and having faith that it is good medicine for people but to like have that um confirmation you know it really <laughs> means a lot to me so if you do love this podcast I totally um welcome unsolicited <laughs> compliments uh reassurances just like love so you can always um there's like a a questions box on the podcast website or you can always just like dm us on instagram or share our you know instagram account or anything like that just to like show love it just helps me know that i'm doing a good job and so thank you for those who did tell me and just lots and lots of love right back to you thank you for being here okay so here we go so we're going to talk about some of the updates and I'll try to make this <laughs> kind of brief um, and so that we can get into our topic today. So structural changes happening to this podcast. So we are no longer going to be doing the full moon medicine episodes. I'm kind of shifting around, uh, you know, some different things in my schedule. I, I've been in this, uh, I am in this full-time working witch lifestyle right now. So I just want to make sure that everything flows and makes sense for how I'm, you know, using my energy throughout the month. So instead of the full moon medicine episodes where we would do the in-depth tarot reading, we are now going to be doing tentatively called uh, magic of the month episodes. We'll see if they get changed the name, but basically I'll be doing a monthly uh, beginning of the month episode in which I will do a tarot collective tarot reading for the month. That'll be more detailed. I'll also talk about like any major astrology, like what the shifts are that we're going through, um, as well as anything that I have coming up during the month. So there will be one that will be recorded next week and will be released um, around August 1st. And in addition to that, ideally, <laughs> I'll be doing uh, two episodes a month. Ideally, I'll be doing a mid-month episode that will either be a topical episode like this today, or it will be an interview. Um, but disclaimer, if if I get too busy, you know, if life things or work things are happening, um, the second episode might not happen every month. But that is just me like, you know, being honest with myself. And of course, this is a, a free podcast, which I love to do and I love to share. But I also just need to, again, like protect my energy and, and just be aware of how much I'm working myself and like be aware of my own, you know, internalized uh, capitalism 
and on doing that very mindfully. So monthly episodes, ideally mid-month episodes. And then so for the full moon readings, so now I have moved the new and full moon collective tarot readings over to my Patreon um, exclusively now. And I have made also made some really exciting new updates to my Patreon uh, to the tiers. And so just real quick, we're going to talk about this <laughs> because I'm a full-time working witch. So Patreon is basically a platform where, you know, I can share special content, special, you know, behind the scenes things, special card readings, you know, different things that are exclusively for the people who are on Patreon. And it's basically like a like a membership or a subscription thing. So there's like a monthly um, amount that you that you pay to be a part of there. And basically in return you you get access to these things, but the, the main idea is that you are able to that you are consciously like supporting me as a creator and especially, you know, with all of Basically, if you enjoy like the free things that I put out into the world, which is like this podcast, um, you know, my Instagram content, my writings, like my music, anything that I just like, again, freely with an open heart, passionately put out into the world, um, it's a way to have an energy exchange. So the tiers monthly range from $1 per month to $44 per month, um, and they all have different like juicy things included. The $1 tier is just like general support um, and what that would have access to is going to be the month ahead kind of reports where I'll give, I'll lay out, you know, the major astrology happening, anything else that, you know, I'm noticing, which is going to kind of correspond with the podcast episodes, um, as well as photographs of our monthly collective card readings. Um, so that's the $1 tier. The $5 tier is where I am going to have those new and full moon collective tarot readings. So that's like, you know, $5 a month for two, you know, two tarot readings to kind of like get you, uh, help you have an idea of like the vibe of the month and like what to watch out for every two weeks. Like that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> um, you could spend that on a latte. So if you... <laughs> Again, if you are like into that and you want to support me um, and support me like being able to do this full time, continue doing this full time and not have to like go back to any kind of day job, um, it just means a lot to me. And then the $10 tier, um, I'm going to be doing quarterly online live events or video lessons and you'll actually get to vote for like what kind of lessons or content that could be. So that could be like a group Reiki healing, a group sound healing, or it could be like a talk on specific herbs or maybe like, you know, getting together online to like um, make specific herbal preparations together. So that'll be a really fun one. That's a new, a new offering on Patreon. $15, you get a personal one card tarot pull emailed to you every full moon um, in addition to everything else there. $22, you get a quarterly seasonal herbal magic box mailed to you, which is some of my really special products. Um, and you'll actually get tangible magic in your house, you know, four times a year. Uh, and so there's more tiers than that, but those are the most accessible ones financially. And part of the adjustment that I made um, in, in laying out these new tiers was kind of adjusting the prices so that more of them are more financially accessible and actually like include more things so it's kind of like more 
bang for your buck. So those are the options. And of course, there's no obligation, you know, especially if you're not in a place where you have like extra money. But if you do, you know, feel like you have five extra bucks a month and you want to, you know, uh, offer that as an energy exchange, it really, yeah, it means the world to me and it allows me to keep doing this. So thank you. It's uh, patreon.com uh, backslash Sarah Rain and it's also uh, going to be in the show notes. Okay, <laughs> next updates. There's been a lot of updates because I've been gone a while. So, um, and I'm also just like in full <laughs> creative mode, uh, making and sharing a lot of things. So, there are new sun and rain products, which again are my herbal magic products. Um, there's an integrity oil, which is just like super fucking potent. I <laughs> brewed it on the last Capricorn full moon. And it was funny because I like really thought I was going to make a boundaries oil. Like I had been planning to make like a boundaries and protection oil. Uh, but like spirit, my ancestors, whomever, like really, really wanted me to make an integrity oil. And I just couldn't not. Um, and I did. And it was actually the first time that I've like brewed a magical oil that was 100 uh, percent made with plants and herbs that I've grown. A lot of my products have a lot of plants and herbs that I've grown but for the last few magical oils I've also like included some other things that you know are good quality herbs that I didn't personally grow um, but the integrity oil is all me and yeah when I put it on it just like <laughs> it helps me be in integrity it helps me like do the right thing like take care of myself have a lot of like focus and presence and like uh, embodiment when I'm working on my projects or my work um, and really just helps me make, you know, make good decisions. Uh, <laughs> and it also smells really good. I put lavender and Tulsi um, essential oils. It also contains lavender and Tulsi, you know, in it, uh, in the brewed oil. Um, and it just like smells so delicious. So I love that. That is new in the shop uh, in both roller and dropper bottle forms. And then the other thing is there's some very limited quantities. I think there's only three. Um, of the lemon balm and mint herbal smoke clearing wand. So <laughs> this is like, um, if you've heard the term like smudging or smudge sticks, or if you've worked with like white sage, um, so smudging is actually like a closed indigenous practice. So I, you know, full accountability, I've been using that word for many years, but um, it was brought to my attention that it's not, you know, not okay to use that word because it is culturally appropriative so I've phased that out of my vocabulary started saying herbal smoke clearing wands um and so these are you know grown by me and sustainably you know grown and harvested so rather than like walking into your new age shop where they have white sage and you're not really sure like what their sourcing methods are basically I don't you know, I don't think you should be buying white sage unless you're directly buying it from um, native or indigenous communities. And again, I have totally bought white sage in the past, but part of like being accountable, um, having integrity is just like owning up to that and adjusting your behavior. So these are some good, responsible, sustainable options if you'd like to work with herbs and work with smoke to, you know, clear yourself energetically, clear your home energetically um, and they're not culturally appropriative so if you have a need or desire for that there's just a few of those 
And the other new thing in the shop, which is going to be launched either this Thursday or Friday, um, is going to be the Leo Season Herbal Magic Box. Um, and so that is <laughs> under wraps for now, but it is going to include some new products and some things that are pretty wonderful. And it'll be, you know, a bundle of like three or four items um, that you can buy for yourself, that you can buy for someone for a gift. So stay tuned uh, for the sun and rain <laughs> launch of the Leo Season Herbal Magic Box. And speaking of sun and rain, I'm super pumped because I have started, um, you know, kind of partnering with a community space here in Portland that's called Earth Space PDX. They're located in Southeast Portland on Gladstone Street, uh, right in my neighborhood. And so I now have basically our current full line of sun and rain products there in person. So like real tangible IRL you can go touch and look at them um so I'm really excited about that and I'm hosting uh I'm hosting an event there in August I'm actually hosting two in-person events in Portland if you are in Portland the first is a new moon in Leo circle which is going to be Sunday August 8th and that'll be at a park in the southeast and then on Sunday, August 22nd, I am teaming up with Kat to do a full moon in Aquarius Reiki sound journey, which will include like hands-on Reiki and some like tuning forks and different things like that. So it's going to be like super juicy and I just <laughs> can't wait to gather together in person again. And I am also um, in September going to be offering a Reiki one training. I think that'll be September 25th again in person in Portland. So if you're interested in that, you can uh, message us and get on the wait list because it hasn't officially been announced yet. And as far as online events, I am just going to pause for a moment um, while I situate myself with doing in-person events again, except for my Patreon, which I, as I mentioned, I'm definitely going to be doing private small gatherings there. So if you want to you know, connect with me in the online space, that's a really good way to do it. And I'm also <laughs> launching a really special online coven situation in September um, that'll be about a three or six month container. And that is also under wraps, but I just want to like dangle that carrot in front of you because <laughs> it's going to be probably the best way to be in close community with me and like be have consistent support um, with your magic and just with your life. Um, so that will be announced in August um, and open for enrollment in September. So just just remember that. All right, and just to touch briefly on the astrology of the moment. Um, so the sun <laughs> has been in Cancer. It's been Cancer season as we have established. And we are moving into Leo season on Thursday, July 22nd, which is tomorrow from today. Um, so if it's after the 22nd, it's probably Leo season. We have actually two full moons in Aquarius this Leo season um, because there's 13 moons in a year. There's like often like one set of or I guess always one set of double up, either new moons or full moons. So this year we have two full moons in Aquarius, and my moon is in, my natal moon is in Aquarius, so I'm excited about that. So the first one is Friday, July 23rd, and the second is Sunday, August 22nd, which again is when I'm doing that in-person event. 
Mercury is in Cancer until July 27th. Venus is moving from Leo to Virgo on the 22nd as well. Um, So basically, when Leo season begins, Venus will have moved into Virgo. And those are... Well, okay. Mars is in Leo (laughs) until July 29th. Um, Jupiter is retrograding in Pisces until July 28th. And it's going to go retrograde all the way back into Aquarius. Saturn is retrograde in Aquarius for a large chunk of this year. Um, It started on May 22nd, going till October 2nd. And then Chiron, which is the wounded healer, it's an asteroid, um, is retrograde in Aries from July 15th to December 19th. So those longer retrogrades, like it's kind of flavoring the year, um, but you, you know, might feel, might have felt a potent shift, um, like especially when Chiron went retrograde recently Chiron is like our one of our more (laughs) tender spots um and if you are my age you might have uh Chiron and Cancer because it's kind of like generational I think every couple years um and Chiron and Cancer is like a super tender spot (laughs) and mine is in the 12th house of unseen darkness uh (laughs) and stuff so you know, again, all of this, all of these transits, all of these planets always like will be flavored for you upon like which houses in your natal chart are ruled by these signs, um, where these planets are in your chart. You know, astrology is very complicated, um, but everyone is going to feel all of these transits differently as always. So that's the astrology. Um, And the last thing I wanted to touch on before we take our little break and jump into our topic is the magic of trust and faith. So as you may or may not know, um, I've been working a day job as a nanny for the school year and it ended in mid-June. And I've been like basically all spring like... (laughs) Uh, I don't want to say miserable, but just like un, you know, ha- acutely aware of my dissatisfaction of doing a job that like is not my full-hearted passion calling. And like I don't know if you've been in this place before. Probably a lot of you have. It's just really uncomfortable, and it just feels like restrictive. So this spring, I had been doing a lot of work to like magically and vibrationally prepare myself. Um, to not have a day job and it you know isn't like I dramatically quit my job it's like I knew there was an end date and I you know gritted my teeth um again it wasn't horrible it just and it was a fine job to have and I'm you know privileged that I can have a job in the pandemic um and everything like that like I'm definitely aware of that but again it just wasn't in full alignment and the more that I became in full alignment with myself the more that I was like learning from teachers, working on my own spiritual development, like expanding my magic, the more that I was acutely aware that it wasn't, you know, vibrationally a good match. So I've been um, amping myself up, you know, doing a lot of magic, working on like my money stuff, my money, you know, inherited ancestral like blocks or issues or whatnot around receiving um, and just really going all in 
you know, in my mind and also like preparing to go all in literally. And I just feel very, 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 very held and supported by the universe right now. Like there are things, you know, I came back for, you know, I went on vacation for two weeks, you know, of course not having a job. Um, no, this is my job, not having a day job. I went on vacation for two weeks and I came back and I like didn't, you know, <laughs> didn't have anything particularly lined up, but I was just like, here we go. I'm trusting. And just like all of these like opportunities, clients, like different things, like just have kind of been flowing in. And it's not like, it's like I snapped my fingers and I have like an equivalent salary to what I used to have right now, but I am like feeling the abundance flowing in and I know that it has a direct correlation with how open I am to it how I'm calling it in how I'm working on my receiving how I'm having faith in myself and trusting in myself that like yes this can actually be my life and no there's no reason why it shouldn't be my life and there's no reason why I shouldn't go in and just you know fucking go for it um and I do want to say that it's not like I just like jumped off a cliff you know (laughs) with no idea of what was under me like I have you know some savings and stuff like I have a little cushion from you know when I've been working kind of preparing for this so I am simultaneously like making sure that I'm safe making sure that my needs are met you know making sure that I'm not going to go hungry or not be able to pay my rent and I'm also like going all in (laughs) um so I think the mixture like I think this this is coming about uh, as all things, you know, always, um, from a mixture of like the practical and the magical. So like, I'm like holding the vision, holding the vibration, like the belief, the faith, opening up that field of possibility, and then still like working hard, doing all the little things, the marketing, the ideas, the brainstorming, the whatnot, the communication, the networking, like everything, um, to achieve this dream, this goal, this, need (laughs) this desire um and also like leaning into this trust is it's hard to say which comes first but like in this process um my intuition is getting like louder and louder like and it is becoming it's becoming impossible to ignore which I think is a good thing because like I really want to be living from that place of intuitive flow because what that really means is that I'm I'm trusting myself and you know as I've said like it all yeah the trust is like a really 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 essential part of like of being able to receive like wild (laughs) blessings from the universe and to make that happen for myself not just like expecting the universe to hand anything out but like to put in the energy and put in the work to actually have that So I share that to encourage you that, you know, (laughs) your dreams too are possible. And I'm not encouraging you to, you know, quit your job without any kind of support system because I want you to be safe um, unless you feel like that's your best bet, in which case, like, you do you and, again, follow your intuition. Um, But I just share this to share that, like, the more you lean into trust, the more you believe in yourself, the more you, like vibrationally and energetically hold the vision of what you're going for the more it actually becomes possible because you create your reality so that is my little encouragement for you uh we're going to take a quick break here for our sponsors and then we'll get back in to our topic of discussion for today and again finishing up with a little poem see you in a second 
Okay, lovely. So we are going to talk today about radical love. And again, um, this is really just going to be kind of skimming the surface. And I think with some of these things, I'd be interested in, you know, maybe having a guest on um, in the future and kind of diving deeper into these topics. But really, again, this is just because, you know, (laughs) this has really been on my mind and in my sphere uh, these past few weeks. So that is why I share it today with you. So when I was kind of meditating on this uh, topic the other day, um, the phrase like, when it comes to love, more is more came into my mind. (laughs) And of course, I am, you know, only today speaking about like consensual and reciprocal love. So when it comes to love, more is more. And so this is kind of exploring the idea of like, where, yeah, where do you find the vibrations of love in your life? Like, where do you feel that? And where do you feel that you can really like lean into love and trust and safety and all of that? Um, And like, which people and relationships in your life are making your heart sing? Um, And so maybe also, you know, with this thinking about what Again, as today's the last day of cancer season, it'll probably be over <laughs> when you listen to this. Um, maybe thinking about like what lessons cancer season has brought up for you these past few weeks. Like where has your heart kind of been like <laughs> busted wide open? Um, where has it been, you know, what has been like healed, revealed, unearthed, resolved? I find that during cancer season, you know, in addition to being like (laughs) sensitive, being like lovey and everything like that, I find that there's also like, at least especially it was potent for me these past few weeks, this like, this idea of like, like ancestry, but not not ancestry, more like history, more like old things coming back around again, like things that are yeah, things that are kind of there that are kind of inherited or that are part of your story, you know, in this lifetime, um, coming back up old issues, old wounds, especially. And maybe again, maybe that had to do with the, uh, Chiron retrograde, although it didn't start until the 15th, but basically like for me, there's been a lot of old relationships and old issues and old kind of like just vibrations (laughs) brought back up again and in being brought up you know again sometimes like you just need to cry through them sometimes you need to talk through them sometimes you know your pathway to forgiveness or acceptance or releasing like doesn't necessarily involve another person even if it's the person who (laughs) you know the wound is about Um, but just thinking about like what has been brought up for you and like where you were able to direct love and like conjure love and compassion and forgiveness within yourself during this time and what, what lessons that may have brought up for you. Um, and so we have had, as I mentioned, Venus in Leo, which is kind of this like wild, like bold, like maybe messy but also beautiful love. (laughs) That's the energy we've been in for the past few weeks. And we're moving into Venus and Virgo, which is more like beautiful and proper and like clean love. (laughs) Um, And so just thinking about the kind of like dynamics and dichotomy 
of those two uh, Venus placements, I am also thinking about, you know, how it is that we can define our own rules for love, like our own personal rules for love. And so I think this has to do with, of course, like, you know, your personality and your your ethics, your desires, your passions. Um, I think it also has to do with your Venus placement. So Venus, we know, is the planet of love and beauty and everything like that. Um, so, you know, my Venus is in Capricorn, which is really funny because you always see like the Sagittarius astrology memes that are like, Sagittarians can never commit, like blah, blah, blah. They always <laughs> want something different. But I have a Venus in Capricorn, so I'm all about like, yes, like <laughs> commitment forever. Um, that doesn't mean that I, you know, I'm not also spicy and want other things. It just means that like when I love, I love so fucking hard and so deep and so forever. And again, this doesn't only have to do with like, romantic love or partnerships for me this also has to do with like friends and even family we'll get into that it's a little (laughs) a little tender there um so I think that like we each have the capacity and should be empowered to define our own rules and structures and safe containers to give receive and experience love (laughs) and I think it also has to do with like our collective consciousness, how we are evolving as a people, as a society, as awakened beings on this planet. I think it has to do with the age of Aquarius, which you will always hear me talking about, which I believe that we're at the beginning of. Um, And it also has to do with, I mean, you know, in that similar vein of just like busting out of binaries, busting out of old rules and busting out of expectations. Um, So that's just the kind of (laughs) flavor of what I'm talking about today. And I'm going to do a little swerve. You might think it's a little swerve, but it is, uh, it is related to me, to this topic. And I want to talk about our past selves, meaning our inner children, inner teenagers, inner adults. So yeah, so you may have heard the term inner child um and that basically refers to like a past version of you who you know on some level or the other whether it be like energetic or and or actually like consciousness uh brain (laughs) you know related we all hold you know a version of our younger selves inside and sometimes when we're having really big emotions or really big reactions um to something to outside stimulus and when we feel kind of like out of control there is a chance that it is our inner child who's actually you know reacting and responding in that moment and you know not necessarily our adult selves um and so just being aware of that you know kind of helps you to have compassion and helps you to figure out strategies for for self-soothing that can help you to, you know, come back from that place of overwhelm um, and from that place of feeling out of control um, and kind of feeling like you're, you know, like you're feeling like you're a kid freaking out. And so, you know, in addition to the idea of an inner child, I think that, I really think that like every (laughs) version of us that we have ever been lives somewhere inside of us. So I think that like you know, I have like an inner middle schooler, like an inner tween, an inner like 
angsty teenager and inner like bratty young 20s version um and even like you know me last year who feels you know very different from me right now like she's she's in there I'm here she's there here also you know um and I think you know and again anything I say ever (laughs) but especially today since I'm just talking about my uh perspective and philosophy of the world you know you can take it or leave it It, you know you can listen or you cannot listen um if it resonates with you I invite you to like take it in and kind of think about it more and think about like what that means for you and how to work with it Um, but you don't have to believe or (laughs) listen to anything I say ever so for me again this this cancer season thing was such a journey for me because I literally like you know, I flew into my, my in-laws house in upstate New York and Syracuse and went down to New Paltz and um, where I also used to live and like saw a lot of friends and family there. Um, and then I went down to Brooklyn, New York, where I also used to live. So basically I did this like tour of like <laughs> old homes, old haunts, old habitats. And in each place, I really felt like I felt connected to the vibration of the person that I was the last time I was there or the time that I had spent, you know, the most significant time there. Um, so at my in-laws, you know, I felt, you know, no shade, I, but I just, you know, sometimes there's conflict and, uh, you know, sometimes I cry. And so at my in-laws, I wanted to cry and kind of felt this feeling of like being a little out of my element um, and just like remembering, you know, the two weeks that I spent there uh, before I came cross country. Again, no shade. It's just, it is what I felt and my feelings are valid. So (laughs) that was that. That was like my two years ago version self. Um, In New Paltz, I ended up like sleeping on strange couches of friends at our house sitting. I was like partying and like staying up late um and cat you know my partner wasn't there yet so just like me solo with all my like girlfriends and I really felt like my teenage self like I felt like this you know yeah this self who was like trying to just like party to have a good time and like didn't care about like sleeping on a couch or being dirty or like whatever being hungover and you know again this is a full spectrum experience I can be a spiritual person and also be a person who you know takes pleasure um and stuff like that so I really felt strongly connected to my teenage self when I was there and I had this like strange moment um at the fourth of July party I attended where I was like jamming playing music kind of late night I was just like singing and you know people other people were playing instruments and I like (laughs) you know my like middle school ex-boyfriend was at this party which again like that's (laughs) like what 15 more than 15 years ago at this point it's like a long ass time ago um but it was just this really really funny feeling of like feeling my like little insecure like middle schooler who like really wanted the you know approval and attention and care of this person um feeling her there but then also feeling me now like so yeah just like really really happy with life like really satisfied with who I've become um like being very acutely aware of how much I've grown um how I stepped into my power and like this life that I've created for myself um I felt this like this dichotomy of like 
you know, in middle school and uh, for a long time, actually, but especially in middle school, I felt like, like too much, like too loud, too whatever, you know, <laughs> chubby, you know, like whatever it was, like just too much. I felt like there's too much of me. Um, and now I feel like I love the space I take up. Like I am proud of it. And I, you know, I try to do it mindfully, but I try to do it like, again, to like fulfill my own pleasure. Um, and then in Brooklyn, I, you know, stayed at, you know, I stayed in my old neighborhood entirely with, with some different friends, but like, especially when I stayed at my old house and like spent time in my old garden, I like being in that place and being in that neighborhood in Brooklyn in general, just like brought up so much for me. I spent like nearly like 10 years of my life in Brooklyn, I think. And it was just like, like I've done so much growing, but I just felt like this like really, really tender nostalgia and this really, really tender love of place um, there. And I just felt like still just so connected to it. Like <laughs> it was just really tender. And I just remembered, yeah, again, like that, like two years ago self, the four years ago self, the six years ago self, like, and, you know, how much I actually grew in that same space and just like thinking about that journey and everything and like you know discovering the healing arts and kind of like getting into this and building community and you know learning and everything like all that happened there um it was just so wild and I think love of place is like yeah another kind of love that like you know I don't know if we (laughs) if we see it as valid or not but like I feel like I feel like we can be really connected to the land and the landscape, um, whether or not that's actual like nature, whether that's buildings, like whether that's city blocks or like restaurants, like, you know, <laughs> that kind of love is really valid. Um, and so the reason, yeah, the reason that like I talk about this when I talk about radical love is like having, being able to have an open heart and have compassion for all past versions of yourself and being able to remember like hey I was not perfect like but I was trying my best and like you know now I'm not perfect and I'm trying my best and just like being aware that all parts of you are valid and all parts of you deserve love and compassion no matter what no matter what um so it just felt like this really really resonant resonant thing and it's just been on my mind Um, And to give you a little bit of something workable to take away from this. So, you know, being aware of your past selves, your inner selves, um, that can help you identify, you know, which part of you is reacting to challenges or emotional stimuli. And it just requires like getting a little quiet and tuning into yourself and even like asking yourself out loud, like, you know, who, you know, which Sarah is reacting to this? Like, how old are you? You know, what do you need? Um, And it's not always easy. And especially like, you know, I find when I go into my inner child work, like sometimes, again, as I mentioned, it's kind of like can be when I'm like overwhelmed or crying or whatever. And so like, (sighs) yeah, this is a little tender. So (laughs) for my inner child child, I like to work with like words of affirmation. So, you know, if you're crying, you can just say like, we are safe we are okay, like, we will get through this, you know, I, you know,
know, I know how to take care of us. I'll make sure that I take care of us. You know, those kinds of things that like a child would want to hear from a parent or a caregiver um, to feel safe, especially when they feel kind of like small in the world. Um, so words of affirmation, comfort, like even like hugging yourself, like cuddling a pillow, snuggling in soft blankets or like a stuffed animal. I don't have a stuffed animal, but like <laughs> it sounds really nice. Um, giving yourself treats and maybe like allowing some artistic expression like coloring or something like that um, as a catharsis, as a way to let out some feelings. So like thinking about how you would comfort a child and thinking about the things you liked when you were a child and then, you know, bringing those things to yourself to help soothe yourself. For your inner teenager or middle school or whatever, um, you might want to listen to like certain music or movies or shows that you liked then. Maybe treat yourself to some like <laughs> junk foods that you liked then that you don't really eat as an adult if you want to. Um, or buy yourself a silly present or like, you know, maybe talk to a friend. Um for your inner adult, again, like, I really, really like words of affirmation and also, like, reminding, yeah, reminding yourself that, like, you were doing your best, um, telling yourself that you forgive yourself and that you are allowed to let it go um, and move on and just release it and that it's okay. That's okay that it happened and it's okay to feel feelings about it and it's okay to also let it go because it's not forever. Okay, so the next topic <laughs> that we were talking about in our radical love discussion is chosen family. And so this is, again, just <laughs> something that has been very much percolating for me um, as I saw all of my family over my trip. And it just, yeah, it's something that makes my heart feel full. So I will, you know, start this <laughs> discussion by saying that, like, of course, you know, when when it's working, when it's loving, when it's safe, um, you know, family is wonderful. I, you know, personally have had a, a weird relationship to family. Um, that's just what my family is. Um, so so <laughs> I don't want to be biased towards family. So like not knocking blood or adoptive relations at all. Um, disclaimer. So, the, but the other part of this is like, you know, some people, you know, don't have safety within their families, whether that be, you know, having, you know, identities or sexualities um, that their families don't approve of because of religion or conservative values or anything like that. Um, that would be probably like the most glaring example of when one wouldn't feel safe with their family but I'm sure you know there's also abuse there's trauma there's addiction there's so many reasons why um one could have a toxic <laughs> familial situation and so you know in those cases you know a person <laughs> would have to protect themselves and create safety and they might not be able to have a relationship with their family um, they might have to kind of cut them off for a period of time or block them um, to protect themselves. And that I 100% am on board with. And I've, you know, had my own <laughs> experience with blocking family members um, because they weren't respecting me. And, you know, while my experience isn't uh, 
necessarily it's definitely not as traumatic as some people I I just (laughs) am familiar with this and I support this um and of course like you know when I think about this I think about you know if you watch the tv show pose or if you're aware of like you know the beautiful um ballroom scene of the 80s and 90s in New York City where these beautiful um trans women of color you know who again like were yeah were not able to have homes or safety within their blood relatives because of their identities because of who they were and their families weren't you know open to accepting that and they created what were called houses and the houses would have names like uh in the show it's like the house of abundance um and but it's really you know real and these houses still exist to this day this isn't like an artifact this is a real you know culture and familial you know chosen family thing so you know in these houses um there would be mothers and the mothers were like elder trans women who would look out for their children who were you know the younger generation and so I think of this as like a prime example of of chosen family being necessary for survival you know being the only way because like we are you know I think human beings are meant to live in in some kind of community and some kind of like you know we've all lived in tribes like way 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 back in our ancestry (laughs) I'm not using the word tribe to you know talk about myself I'm just talking about like we've lived in villages we've lived in you know in community as humans for you know forever so it's hard to go it alone (laughs) um and yeah and just to talk about a little bit more about like my experience with chosen family and my ideas around it um So a familial bond of any kind of family is meant to be, you know, built on long-term mutual love and trust and care. And again, that might not be present in your family of origin um, or in anyone's family of origin. Hopefully it is. And chosen family is radical because it is based on choice, not obligation. So it's being able to live as your full self express your full self and be seen and validated and heard by those who who love you and see you as you are and don't want you to be any other way to fit into their values or to fit into their idea of who you should be and I think like a simple way to think about the idea of chosen family is like you know it's very normalized to think about you know choosing a spouse marriage partner um to build a family with to you know to marry to have kids to whatever and you know in in that way like that is that is chosen family you're literally choosing a partner that you are going to call your family and then you're going to literally create a new family together and so kind of zooming out from that it's like can we have those kinds of long-term relationships, partnerships, friendships, you know, love um, with people, you know, without it being about partnership or being about romance or being about parenting? Like, can we have that level of deep connection and commitment and admiration and trust for one another um, without it being one person and without it being, you know, your partner (laughs) or your spouse? Um, And what I really like have been feeling into and noticing is like, 
especially because I have a lot of, you know, different friends in different parts of the world, you know, from different parts of my life. Like, I think that, you know, our friends, our chosen family, like they, they hold different parts of us, like different parts, especially of our past selves, especially if we've known them for a while. So like, you know, my, you know, a, a really good friend that I've been friends with for 10 years, like, has seen me as that bratty 20 something year old, like has loved me through that, <laughs> has grown with me, has stuck around, you know, until I became my slightly more evolved self, uh, you know, 30. So it's really, it's all really serious now. Um, and I just like, I really love that they can they can hold that for you. They can hold your past selves and the same, you know, vice versa. Like you knew them through all their shit. Like you knew them through all their challenges, all their ups and downs, all their like terrible (laughs) ex-boyfriends that you, you know, celebrated when they broke up or whatever, (laughs) whatever it is. Um, And so, yeah, they hold that really specific vibration. And so that, you know, again, that part of yourself, that those younger parts of yourself feel that trust, feel known and heard and seen by these friends, by these dear friends that we've called family. Um, And so you're able to be silly, open, vulnerable, and safe. um, And just, again, your full self in a way that you can't necessarily be with family. Even if you have a wonderful relationship with your family, you might not feel that you can open up to them all the way. Um, But having, you know, alternative relationships that are founded on trust and founded on you know, deep love and longevity allows you to have that deeper connection um, and to see, be seen and witnessed and show up just as you are. And of course, you know, like any relationship, um, it requires putting in work. um, It requires evolving together, you know, going through thick and thin. And like any relationship or any family member, like it might not last forever, forever. Like we would hope that some of them will, (laughs) like I would like that. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you can't control everything. What's meant to happen will happen. And, you know, as people grow, sometimes they do grow apart, but, and, but, and, but, and sometimes you can grow apart and, you know, and grow in different directions, but still have that foundation of trust and history together that actually keeps you together, you know, again, in a consensual way, (laughs) not in a, an obligatory way, but like, in a way that you know that you can have distance between you and you can still love each other really deeply and you can still like come back together and have it be like, you know, nothing has happened. No time has gone by. So I just wanted to talk about chosen family because it really makes my heart warm and fuzzy. And I just, I know that for me, like the relationships and the friendships that I consider to be on that level are so significant for me and help me to feel so nourished and so seen especially as someone who like just has a weird relationship with family and who you know doesn't have I don't have a lot of family that I'm in touch with like there's just just a few (laughs) basically just my mom and brother right now um which is fine but like yeah feeling feeling that abundance of love helps me to feel like I can find that connection where I'm at and who's around me Okay, and finally, (laughs) um, we can't talk about radical love without talking about polyamory or non-monogamy. And so again, (laughs) this is a very skimming of the surface. I think this is a topic that I'd love to 
bring in more of an expert or like a sex educator on because I am not the most informed. Um, I'm just going to talk a little bit, yeah, a little bit about my (laughs) understanding of it, about my personal journey and uh, just kind of like open it because it's, you know, very much a part of this topic. So my personal journey. So it's funny because I've been like, I don't know, I've been, you know, in my partnership, in my, you know, romantic partnership, which is like, you know, has been going on for for more than four years <laughs> and is, you know, we're engaged and stuff like that. Um, so we're, you know, very committed and we've been kind of in talks about polyamory for, you know, for a few years. <laughs> um, and it's like, it's something that like I when we first got together, like, I really didn't think that I would ever, I don't know, necessarily be open to it or be able to handle it. Um, my partner had had some experience in those kinds of relationships, but I just was, like, not really sure. And as the years have gone by, I have, like, opened more and more to the idea of it. Let me say I'm not, have not yet been a practicing polyamorous or non-monogamous person, um, but I'm, open to it I'm (laughs) I'm available no just kidding um well I'm not really kidding I am available but it's funny because I you know (laughs) as open as I am about a lot of things I feel like on this one thing I've been like in the closet about it you know at least publicly like I've you know talked about it you know here and there to friends in the recent years but it's something that I still feel a societal taboo around which is really funny because like I don't know there's so many things that I (laughs) I do and talk about that are taboo um but this one thing I just felt like like I needed to like keep it a secret because I don't know it felt like maybe someone would think there was something wrong with me or I was immoral or like I didn't have a good relationship but you know none of those things are true um so here's me coming out of the poly curious closet and normalizing it because there's nothing wrong with me there's nothing wrong with my relationship um as we all know I'm like a queer woman so I'm attracted to people of all genders and I think that yeah there are ways in which you can explore you know sexuality friendship romance connection you know with other people outside of your primary relationship and it can still be healthy um it can still have like a good deal of communication involved I mean I think communication from my perspective is like you know the most important part to like making sure that everyone's on board comfortable like consent is there and again this is all hypothetical I'm not (laughs) practicing polyamory um but yeah I just wanted to talk about this because I feel like more and more people that I know more and more people in my sphere are are kind of like choosing or exploring um this lifestyle for themselves and I think it's fucking fantastic and I think that it really goes back to like what I was talking about in chosen family that like or really in this whole thing that like you get to define what love means for you you get to make your own (laughs) rules for love so and I think that you know it doesn't need to be romantic love it can be friend love it can be sexual you know physical attraction and pleasure um but the idea that like one person, 
one person doesn't need to be your everything. Like we love (laughs) the idea of a spouse and a soulmate and a forever, but like they might not be able to meet all of your needs or might not have enough time and energy to like give you every single thing that you want or need. And so there are, you know, polyamory or non-monogamy kind of like opens these doors to be able to have, you know, different kinds of significant relationships that support you and nourish you in in other ways that maybe, you know, either you can't get from your primary relationship or you can and you just choose to explore it with someone else. So I think that like I just think that it's wonderful and I think I just wanted to like open this, drop this <laughs> kind of bomb here. Um and yeah, because it just I couldn't keep talking about radical love without talking about this. So, and I also think that, like, I don't know, I think with the Age of Aquarius stuff, I think with, like, us all moving past, like, binaries and expectations and old ways of thinking, you know, from the previous generations and defining our own rules of love and society and expression and relationship, I think that that has a lot to do with, like, why I'm hearing about more and more people um, who are exploring this, who are open to this, who are interested in this. So, Again, not an expert. If you are interested in this topic, um, you can send a note into the show or DM us on Instagram and I will try to find someone more (laughs) informed um, that I can have a juicy conversation with about this. So that is the end of, almost the end of the Radical Love (laughs) talk. Um, The last little nugget I want to leave you with is I pulled a tarot card Um, for this topic for us all just like how do we kind of like go deeper with this what to think about and the card that I pulled for us is the three of pentacles three of pentacles so in this deck um, it's the spiral tarot deck so in this deck it's depicted as this image of a ballerina on the stage and there are like three pentacle spotlights shining onto her and their stage is kind of scattered with these roses and it's like yeah she's performing or maybe has just finished performing um and there's yeah some pentacles and roses so what this card is saying to us today what we're being invited to explore a little bit more is like how how are we building our own worlds how are we building our own containers for love (laughs) structures for love and again any kind of love including self-love including love of place love friends love of family um etc etc so like how are we building our own world what are our building blocks um what morals and ethics are important to us when setting up these worlds um like the kind of foundation of safety and of like yeah groundedness and knowing what we want what we're doing um other questions with this card are how do you enjoy being seen held supported loved how can identifying your desires help inform your loved ones about how to show up for you in this world so if you're wanting to explore any of these topics of radical love um that i talked about today thinking about like yeah how to make it you how to make it something that like 
feels like it has a lot of integrity and strength and rings really, really true for you. And if there are parts of these, you know, topics that you feel like aren't ringing true to you, like if you feel stuck in some (laughs) patterns of obligation or some patterns of, you know, anything else that anyone else like wants from you or expects from you that doesn't feel resonant, like how can you bust out of that and build something that is better and truer for you? So that is our card, Three of Pentacles, and that is our talk. So I'm just going to end today by reading a poem that I wrote in the backyard of the 236 in Brooklyn. It is called This Holy Garden. The sky is crying, letting it all go. It's been rough for all of us this cancer season. But water is motion, and motion is progress, and progress is moving through, and that really is our only option. The seeds that I've scattered here in this garden have grown into shapes and incarnations I never could have imagined. I feel like a great-grandmother, intimately connected yet utterly powerless to influence how the future generations will form. The ghost of my hands that laid the brick, built the arbor, tended the soil, still here, somehow, on someone's timeline. My labors were love, my love was labor. I held this whole place in my heart, Every sound, every rock, every broken thing, that kind of love never really goes away. It becomes a part of you, woven into the fabric of your being, though it's not yours anymore. When you arrive, it feels like home. This garden holds me as I held it before. We dance that way, wrapped in an eternal and slow-moving embrace. As I feel the stirrings of who I used to be, awakened, vibrant, and very much alive. The spirit that lives here was conjured by beingness, energy in, energy out. How many hearts have loved this garden? How many faces have basked in the sun, sipped a cool beverage, picked a plump, warm strawberry from the bush. There is a tapestry of love and care and vision that holds this place, of presence and hope and gratitude, of creativity, of essence. Threads woven together across time and hearts and minds, culminating in this living altar to friendship and vibrancy and growth. My heart is full of this knowing, of being present in the face of divinity, feeling the pull of the sacred threads that tether me to this holy garden. Okay, my dear, dear loves, that is all for today. Thank you for being here, for listening to all of my personal stories. (laughs) I hope that there was some medicine in here for you. I hope that some of it resonated. 
Um, happy full moon. If you do want that full moon reading, um, it will be up on my Patreon on Thursday or Friday. And otherwise, I'll see you back here on August 1st for our magic of the month episode. I love you all and appreciate you. Many blessings. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Magic and Medicine. Your support means the world to me. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to know more about me, join me for an upcoming event, or receive a one-on-one session, you can find me on Instagram at Sarah Rainbow or on my website, sarahrain.com. If you'd like to support the creation of this podcast, you're welcome to join my Patreon at patreon.com backslash sarahrain or make a donation at anchor.fm backslash magic and medicine. Take care and see you next time. Thank you.